Alright, vamos on base 52b1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara now asks a new question within this whole conversation about Get and Maimar. And essentially, before we read the Gemara, essentially the question is about the role of Mamar. We know that Mamar is the rabbinic form of an engagement within this context of Yibum. And the question ultimately is, is Mamar, when a person does Mamar, when a brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they do mamar, is that adding on to the zika? Is that adding on to the pre-existing bond, that pre-existing relationship? Or do we say conceptually that, no, this is a new track, something that we've mentioned in the past, that the mamar is really a new track and it's not adding on to the zika. A practical ramification is the question that is being asked. Essentially, the question is, is a person allowed to give a get a get is also the rabbinic form of divorce. It's the rabbinic form of chalitza. During this situation of yibam, could a person give a get the divorce document, which would work in general in, in a regular marriage? But what about here? If you give a get only for the mamar, or only for the zika after you did mamar, it's only for a portion of the relationship. So does that work or does that not work? Does that have a lachic significance? Does it not have a lachic significance? Now, that question, explains the Gemara, is dependent on the two different ways we were conceptually trying to understand Mamar. If Mamar is really an extension, it's adding on to the Zika, to the pre-existing bond, and it's now creating a closer relationship, but it's adding on, and, and it's adding on to that relationship of the Zika, well, you cannot have a get that goes halfway. The get now is just only working for half of this relationship, either whether you give a get, the divorce document, for the purposes of removing the mamar status, that engagement status, or whether it's to remove the zika status, either way, you are only fulfilling half. However, if you are of the opinion, the second opinion, that says that no, mamar is a, is a separate track, it's independent of the zika, and it's a separate track, well then, okay, if it's a separate track, so then I can understand having a divorce document only for the mamar, because it's a separate track, so you're getting rid of that completely. You're only... For the Zika, that I could understand. And that is the question of the Gemara. Will such a get work? So, by Rav Hananya. Rav Hananya asks, Kasav get lezikasav lelamamara. Lelamamara lelazikasav. A person writes a get, a divorce document. Again, this is a rabbinic divorce document in the context of Yibo. Either only for the, exclusively for the mama or exclusively for the Zika mahu. Does it work? Does it not work? And he explains his two sides. Mamar love zika karami Do we say that mamar is adding on? It rests upon the zika and it's adding on to the zika. So therefore, when a person divorces only for the mamar, so it's like a, it's a you're only divorcing a half of the relationship. That doesn't make any sense. You can't divorce half of half of the relationship. Do we say that no? Each it's just two separate tracks, so you're able to get rid of. Uh, each track alone. So the Gemara says, well, why does Rav Hanina have a question? We had Rava. We had Rava earlier. Rava says, If a person gives a get only for the Mamar, he's discussing a very specific scenario where um, essentially, we'll just explain the case uh, briefly, essentially there are three brothers um, and they are all married to, they're all married their wives are not related, not a complicated case, but there are three brothers. One of the brothers passes away, and then one of the live brothers does mamar to the uh, to the sister-in-law. It didn't do even, but does mamar to the sister-in-law, and then he passes away. 
And so there's a ruling that the woman that he did mamar with is cannot do yibum to the third brother because she's really stemming it from two brothers because she did mamar. So on, a, on, on some level, she's really stemming from two, both brothers that passed away. That wouldn't work. So Rava says, but if you gave a get, let's say before he passed away, you gave a divorce document to the one he did mamar to, and he says it's only with regards to the mamar. It's not with regards to the zika. It's only with regards to the mamar, but not with regards to the zika. So then we say that uh, after he passes away, so then the co-wife is allowed to then do yibam. The co-wife is allowed to do yibam because the reason for this, meaning uh, the brother who passed, the second brother who passed away, his actual wife could then go ahead and do yibam because we don't view it as though she is a co-wife of the one who can't do yibam and then she herself can't do yibam. No. Uh, because he gave a get that removed the relationship with regards to the mamar, and now the co-wife, it's permissible for the co-wife to go ahead and do yibum. So this shows us that according to Rava, that Rava clearly holds that there is a concept, this is the main point, that there is a concept of a get specifically with regards to the mamar. That, it, that it's not viewed as, as divorcing only half of the relationship. No, mamar, according to this, is a separate track. It's a, it is viewed as a separate track, and it's possible to get divorced only with regards to the mamar, now with regards to the Zika. So why did Rav Hanina have a question? So the Gemara says, no, Rava, excuse me, Mabayle. Rava understood it, that it's really two separate tracks. Rav Hanania wasn't sure. He wasn't sure, he didn't know. And the Gemara says, Teku. Gemara says that, according to Rav Hanania, we don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. We're not sure. According to Rav Hanania, which of the two ways do we view it? Do we view it as though it's adding on to the Zika? And if that's the case, then you cannot have a half of a divorce. And, or do we say it's a separate track, like Rava, it's really a separate track, and then you could have a get, a divorce document, only for that track, only for the mamar, only for the zika, that would work. Okay, the Gemara now continues. Cholot v'asa mamar. The Gemara says, that it's going back on the Mishnah's ruling, the Mishnah said, this is the following case. The Yavam does chalitza, let's say Reuven does chalitza with Rachel. And then after Reuven does chalitza with Rachel, he then does mamar. He does this rabbinic form, or really, he does mamar, which is now that after you did a chalitza, so they're no longer having this relationship. So he basically gets engaged to a person that he's forbidden to marry. It's usher, it's forbidden for him to marry her. It's it's a Torah prohibition. It is a negative violation. It might not be like the sister-in-law, which, which has a severe prohibition. But once you do chalitza, you're not allowed to marry her. And he attempts to do mamar. He attempts to marry her uh, or engage, get engaged, halakhic engagement to her. And we say, the ruling of the Mishnah is, is that it doesn't mean anything. Once you do chalitza, the mamar that you do afterwards, this engagement that you do afterwards doesn't mean anything. So now this issue relates back to a, a, a discussion that we had in the past. There's a machlokas, there's a dispute. Which scenarios in the Torah that are, that are not allowed, there's a prohibition to do them, which scenarios do we say that if you went ahead and you did them anyways, do we view it as a legal marriage? Even though you're not allowed to do it, do we view it as a legal marriage anyways? And there's a machlokas, there's a dispute between the Chachamim and Rabbi Kiva. Chachamim say that the only time that we don't view it as a legal marriage is if it's a severe prohibition where the punishment is kares, of an early death. So in those scenarios, we say that also if you attempt to get married, it's not even recognized as a legal marriage. However... If it's anything less than that, even if it's just an irregular, ordinary negative commandment, so then it would it would actually be viewed as a marriage. Rabbi Kiva says no. Rabbi Kiva argues, and he says no. Even by an ordinary negative commandment, if you went ahead and you attempted to get married, it would not be recognized legally by the Torah. 
it would not be recognized if it's a, if it's a Torah prohibition, any negative commandment. So, so in this case, uh, to to marry your sister-in-law after you did a chalitza, before you do a chalitza, in a regular case, you're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law, that, that would be a severe Torah prohibition. But here, this is after you do chalitza, after you do chalitza, we say it's just an, it's a regular negative commandment without such a severe prohibition. So according to this, says Amar of Yehud Rav, Rav says, Zu divri Rabbi Kiva, Damar en kidushin tosim v'chai v'lavin, avachacham amrim yesh acher chalitza klum. Rav says that this is only going according to Rabbi Akiva. When we say that after you do chalitza, if you did mamar, which is essentially trying to get engaged, it doesn't mean anything. That can only fit according to Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that if you attempt to do to, to go against the negative commandment, then it wouldn't be recognized as a legal marriage. But according to the Chachamim, according to the majority, it would be recognized as a legal marriage because it's not with a severe punishment. It's an ordinary negative commandment. And therefore, we should say that there's mamar after chalitza. It should be recognized as a as a legal marriage according to the Chachamim because it's not a severe prohibition. And so we're basically saying that the Mishnah is really only according to Rabbi Kiva, not according to the Chachamim. Because when we say that there's nothing after Chalitza, wait a minute, if you were to attempt to get married, the Chachamim would hold that it would be, it's not allowed, but it would be viewed as a legal marriage because it's not a severe prohibition. So it must be that it's only according to Rabbi Kiva. The Gemara asks, is it really possible to say the Mishnah is like Rabbi Kiva? Is it really possible to interpret the Mishnah as Rabbi Kiva? What about a different line in the Mishnah? Vakitani Resha, there's another case. If you give a get, forget, not that you did chalitza, but let's say you just give a get, a divorce document to Rachel. Reuben gives Rachel a divorce document, which works on a rabbinic level. And then afterwards, you do mamar, and then afterwards, you do the, the halachic engagement. We say that this mamar is recognized. This mamar, this halachic engagement is recognized that we require a divorce document for the mamar. We do require a divorce document. We also require a chalitza, which is necessary on a biblical level, but included in that is that we require a divorce document. According to Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara asks, according to Rabbi Kiva, it seems to be that the giving of the get will work even on a Torah level, that on a Torah level you're not allowed to remarry. There's a prohibition to remarry on a Torah level. Well, how do we know that? About time because it's taught in a brisa. Rabbi Akiva Omer, a very unique opinion of Rabbi Akiva. The verse says that this is in the context of a regular divorce. For his first husband who divorced her, he cannot take her back. Shall not again take her to become his wife. After divorce alone, meaning just purely after divorce. In general, we say you cannot remarry your wife only if she marries somebody else in between. Then you cannot marry your wife again. But the fact, Rabbi Kiva says, the fact that it says that once she leaves, you're not allowed to remarry her. What case is that referring to? On a Torah level, that's referring to the case of where you give a get, you give a divorce document to your sister-in-law in the context of Yibam. In the context of Yibam, by getting out of Yibam, you give a get, a divorce document, not Chalitza, but you give a get. That creates, at least at this stage of the Gemara, a Torah prohibition to get married to her. And if that's the case... Then if you did mamar after giving a get, Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that any negative commandment to attempt to get married will not work. It will be invalid. And so then if they do mamar after doing giving a get, it should not be even recognized. So how could I say that it is recognized that we do require another divorce document for that marriage which took place? According to Rabbi Kiva, it should not be recognized because you're doing mamar, you're doing a rabbinic, you're, you're trying to get engaged 
after you give a get. And according to Rabbi Kiva, it seems to be that the giving of the get, the giving of the divorce document, within this case alone, creates a prohibition to remarry her. And if it creates a prohibition to remarry her, so then it shouldn't even be recognized as a marriage. So the answer is no. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi explains, no, get Yidman Midirabban under cross Machtabiyama. Ravashi says, no, the get is really just only rabbinic. It's not on a Torah level. It's just we quote in a Pasuk, but there's a concept called the Nesmachta that we just, we sort of have it lean on this verse. Not that it's a Torah prohibition, it's a rabbinic prohibition. Once it's a rabbinic prohibition, so in the end of the day, after you give a get to Rachel, so then to marry her would be a rabbinic prohibition, uh, not a Torah prohibition, and that's the distinction. It's only a rabbinic prohibition to then get married to her. Since it's only a rabbinic prohibition, Rabbi Akiva would agree that it would be recognized as a marriage, even though it's forbidden on a rabbinic level. If you were to attempt to get married, it would be legally a marriage, um, even according to Rabbi Akiva, because it's only a rabbinic violation, it's not a Torah violation. Okay, that is the Gemara with regards to the distinction between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim. We now have the following b'risa, which adds to this. Tanya Namihachi, there's the following b'risa. Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says a very interesting thing. Rabbi says exactly what we just, he first says that exactly what we just said. The whole Mishnah can only go according to Rabbi Kiva, because according to Rabbi Kiva, we do not recognize the marriage after a person does Chalitza, because that is a Torah prohibition. It's not a severe Torah prohibition, but because it's a Torah prohibition, it is not recognized according to Allah, even if they were to attempt to do it, to go against the Torah. It would not be recognized as a marriage. However, the Chachamim argue, and the Chachamim say that, no, what are you talking about? The only time that it's invalid is if it's a if it's a prohibition with a severe punishment. This doesn't have a severe punishment. To marry, for Reuven, to marry Rachel, the person that he did Chalitza to, is not a severe prohibition. It is a prohibition. It's an ordinary prohibition. It's not a severe prohibition with the punishment of Karis. And therefore, it will be recognized. It will be recognized as an engagement, as a halakhic engagement. But now Rebbe continues, and he has a very interesting line. But Ani Omer says, Rebbe, Emasai, when do I say this? When do I say that this actually works according to the Chachamim? That according to the Chachamim, it's really viewed as they're, they're married, even though it's a, a violation of a Torah prohibition, but it's not a severe prohibition. He says, when do I say this? This is only if the intention at the time that I got engaged, well, I can view this as an engagement outside the context of Yibam, or I can view this as getting engaged within the context of Yibam. So Rebbe distinguishes between the two. If I'm trying to get engaged to my sister-in-law, and I know that this is outside the context of Yibam, we already did a chalitza. It's outside the context of Yibam, so then that would be viewed as valid, because they're trying to get engaged. However, if the person's thinking, you know what I'm doing now? I'm doing Yibam. I think I'm back to Yibam, even though I did a chalitza, but we're still dealing with Yibam. That's what the person's thinking. It will not work. It will not work, even according to the Chachamim. It will not work, because a person's not actually having intentions to get married, because... It's no longer a situation of Yibam. You can say, I want to do Yibam all I want. But it's not going to be recognized because uh, it's not within the context of Yibam. If you have intentions just to get married, so it's a prohibition. It's a Torah prohibition. But the Chacham say, it's recognized because it's not a severe Torah prohibition. But if your intention the whole time is to do Yibam, it's impossible to do Yibam in this case. That's what Rebbe says. Tani Idach. We have another Brisa. Same case. Reuben does Chalitza to Rachel, and then he does Kiddush and wants to marry her. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says the same statement. If their intention is for the purpose of regular marriage, the track of regular marriage, so then it's not, they're not allowed to get married, but it's, it's recognized as legal marriage. They need to get a divorce document. Because they're not, they're not allowed to remain married. There still is the Torah prohibition, but it is recognized to the extent that you need a, need a divorce document. 
However, if it's Lashim Yevamos, ain't Shechemenu get. Rebbe says that if it's for the purposes of Yibam, that you think that you're doing Yibam now, it's impossible to do Yibam now. You already did a Chalitza. So then, it's not even recognized even according to Rebbe that uh, you need to have a severe Torah prohibition for it not to be recognized. But in this case, it's not recognized for a different reason. It's an ordinary negative command, but it's not recognized because what are you doing? You're not, you're not doing anything. You, the Yibam, the whole Zika, the whole connection is, is gone through the Chalitza. That's the position of Rabbi. Chacham argue. Chacham argue. No. Bein shikit shalishim ishes. Bein shikit shalishim. Yibam was tzricha menuget. He says it doesn't make a difference what your your intention is, whether your intention is to do this act for the purposes of yibam or whether it's for the purposes of getting married. It doesn't make a difference. It is recognized according to the chachamim, right? Only according to the chachamim, but it's recognized according to the chachamim. So therefore, you would have to get divorced. You can't stay married. It's a prohibition to stay married. So you would have to get divorced. The Gemara for the next few lines and continuing on to actually the next recording is trying to understand what exactly is the dispute between Rebbe and the Chacham. And what happens when I have my intention for the purposes of doing Yibam? What is exactly the, the big problem? So says the Gemara, Amr Rav Yosef, Yosef says, My time at the Rebbe, what is the reason of Rebbe? What's the logical reason of Rebbe to say, if my intention is not for regular marriage, but it's for the purpose of Yibam, it doesn't, it doesn't come into effect. If it's for the purpose of marriage, it does take into effect. What's the reason? He compares it, Rav Yosef compares it as follows. This is actually a global topic. This is a bigger topic than just Yibam. He compares it as follows. What happens if there's an empty field? He uses the example of a ger, a convert who passed away because a convert halachically doesn't have family. But the point is that it's an empty field. Nobody owns it. And I want to go ahead and I want to... Um, and, and, and I dig in the field. When it comes to general acquisitions of land, one of the ways in which a person could acquire land, if they have a mind to acquire land, is by doing what we call a chazaka. They do some sort of action on the ground itself to show that it's theirs. So this person, what does he do? He goes on, on the ground and, to, and, and he starts digging. But not because he's trying to acquire the land. He's doing an action which is not with the intent to acquire the land, but he's doing it thinking that it's his. He thought that it's his land to begin with. He didn't realize that it belonged to somebody else or it doesn't belong to him. And now he's trying to acquire it. No, that wasn't his intention. He thought it was his the whole time, which is a fascinating case. It means that he's doing an act, which is a transaction, and he wants it to be his, but he doesn't realize that it's a transaction right now. He thinks it was his the whole time. We say it doesn't work. That doesn't work. That, that type of action would not work because they think it's theirs the whole time. It doesn't work. And so too over here, the reason why even doesn't work according to Rabbi is the same thing because you think that you're doing an action right now which would cause the two of you to get married, but this is not an action which is even applicable now. You already did chalitza. There's no possibility of yibam. So your intention is to get married. Uh, the act that you're doing is an act which would work in general for a marriage, but because the intention is not just really to get married, but it's really in the, through the track of yibam, that track doesn't exist, it will not work. Abaya argues. Abaya says, I'm really Abaya says, how could you compare the two? Me dummy. He says, Rabbi says, I don't understand. Over there, in the case that you gave, you had no intention to, to, to create a transaction. Over here, at the very least, you had an intention to get married. You had an intention to, to create something here. So, he says, what is it compared to? It's when I know this field doesn't belong to me. I think it belongs to one person. It really ended up belonging to somebody else. But both of them died. So, it's Hefker. It's basically, it's Hefker referred to as ownerless. But I thought that originally belonged to, to one person. It really belonged to somebody else. And I do the action to perform the transaction. I do an action on the ground to show that it's mine. That would work. It certainly would work. So, so too over here. It should also work. Even though I don't realize that even doesn't apply. But I have in mind to create an Isha, to create a marriage here. 
So since I have a mind to create a marriage, even though my, in my mind I'm doing yibam, it will work, says Abaya. Abaya argues that it will work. And this is really, this whole topic is a big topic. What happens when I have intentions to uh, to do something, but in the end of the day, my intentions are wrong. I mean, it won't lead to that conclusion, that type of transaction. But the act in which I'm doing, it does lead to a t- transaction. Is that recognized uh, or is that not recognized? That is a as valid, as a valid form of transaction. That is a, a very big question. So we'll have a, this will be the last recording of the week, so we'll just add a little bit more. Uh, Elam Rabbi Abayah says, what's the logic behind Rebbe? We're going back to the original question. What's the logic behind Rebbe? Rebbe says that if you have the brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they already did a chalitza. If your intention is for marriage, then uh, it will work according to the chacham. If your intention is for yibam, it won't work. What are they arguing about? The case here is where a person, after they do chalitza, they don't, they're not doing yibam, but they're doing mamar. They're doing mamar. You're saying, I want to get, I want to do kedushin with you through mamar. And Rebbe is of the opinion that Mamar is an extension of, this is the same discussion that we started off with, Mamar is an extension of the Zika. It's an extension of the bond, the original bond. Since that bond no longer exists after Chalitza, it's impossible to do Mamar. The Rabbanon who argue, the other position who argues and says that no, it still is viewed as a valid marriage, is because they're of the opinion that no, Mamar is separate from the Zika. And just like you could do Mamar before the Chalitza, you could also do Mamar after the Chalitza. And it, and it does make sense because Mamar is separate from the Zika. That's how Abaya understands it. Just a few more lines. Rava argues. Rava Amar, no. If a person says explicitly that I'm doing this for the purpose of Mamar, the purpose of a rabbinic form of an engagement, everyone agrees that that would work. That's not a dispute. Everybody would agree that that would work. What's our case here? It's not through mamar, but the purpose, the person is saying that everyone, everyone would agree if it's mamar that it would work because it's separate from zika. But in this case, the whole machlokas, the whole dispute is when a person says, I want to get engaged to you through the zika. Now the zika is very different. Rabbi Savar, yesh zika, va'asi chalitza v'afkaz al zika, rabban tzavri ain zika, me'ekar yilu amar la'iskachali b'zika zimen, milo mahani hashtanami mahani. Rabbi says, that the Zika is gone now. Once you did a Chalitza, the Zika is gone. So you can't say, I'm getting engaged to you through the Zika. There is no Zika. The Zika is gone. And that's why it doesn't work. The Rabbanan say, no, it would work. Why? Because the whole time, the Rabbanan happened to be of the opinion that there, there is no, we don't say that there's such a strong bond. Even from the very beginning, we don't say that there's such a strong bond. And if a person said, I wanted to get engaged to you through this bond, it would work. So to after the Chalitza, it should also work. And it would work even if you just use the language of a Zika, that would also uh, that would also work uh, according to the Rabbanon, because even that language of Zika is 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 a language which still exists even after the Chalitza, because he, there the Rabbanon have the opinion that there is no real connection before or after the Zika, after the Chalitza. Sorry, so the Zika will uh, will be meaningful even after the Chalitza, according to according to Chacham. Anyway, these are just three different explanations. Of Rebbe's opinion, just a quick review. The first opinion is Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says the reason why Rebbe says it's not a valid marriage is because it's equivalent to uh, digging a hole in an empty, an ownerless land, and you think it's yours. So that the, the fact that you you were digging a hole 
that's not a sh- you trying to show ownership because you didn't even realize that you're trying to acquire anything. So it's over here. You don't realize that it's not Yibam. So it's not going to work. Uh, a second explanation as to why it doesn't work is because you're doing Mamar. And after you do Chalitza, Mamar is meaningless. The Rabbanan argue. The third explanation is that, no, you're not doing Mamar, you're doing Zika. You think you're doing this through the bond itself. So Rabbi says, of course it's not going to work. You already did a Chalitza. Chacham say, no, even after Chalitza, that language would, in fact, uh, work. So we went a little bit over time, but this concludes the daf. This will be the last recording for this week.